a lot of people these days that they don't want to see what's going on. They don't want to really believe that the government bamboozled them, hoodwinked them. People don't want to believe that. Why? Because they don't want to ever have to think that they were stupid enough to be fooled in the first place. It comes from a place of arrogance. When people refuse to see or they don't want to see the truth for what it is because they've been believing the lie for so long, deep down inside, it's not just stupidity. It's not just ignorance. It is actual arrogance. Because who wants to believe or who wants to admit to themselves that they've been fooled? Who wants to admit to themselves that they've been lied to? So they'd rather cling to the belief that they are, in effect, you know, they're heroes now. They want to believe that their actions have helped stem the tide of a dangerous worldwide global pandemic. They want to feel important. They want to feel like they are somebody. And so if they admit to themselves that they've been fooled by the politicians their whole lives, they're going to feel pretty fucking small. And most people don't want to have to admit that. They don't want to have to admit how small and powerless they truly are. So they'd rather just remain a slave and live in a delusion. It's just sad and tiresome. Rate of adverse reactions to COVID vaccines already 50 times higher than the flu shot. Dated Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. With reports this morning of another otherwise healthy patient dying suddenly after receiving her first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, many skeptics in both Europe and the U.S. still have serious reservations about the jabs, even as Big Pharma and their allies in the U.S. and British governments insist that they are 100% safe. Everyone claiming otherwise is not only wrong-headed, but acting in a deliberately malicious manner. Right, so another patient dying suddenly. I didn't know of um, the previous article. They don't have a link to this, uh, but we, we do know uh, about a week ago, uh, I've recorded a segment on the first five days and how the adverse reactions are above 1%. Uh, I don't think the CDC has since updated their website their initial assessment were for the dates of December 14th through December 19th. And at the time, going back on memory, they had already vaccinated 272,000. And out of that 272,000, 3,150, 3,150 had experienced adverse reactions bad enough that they were in the category of not being able to work. Uh, needing to seek medical care. So, you know, at the time of that recording, it's fairly obvious. I mean, the increase of inoculations will statistically increase the probability of adverse reactions. And that is something that cannot be denied. And here you have people dying, and it's saying at the top of this article, we haven't gotten to this yet, that... The COVID-19 vaccines are already 50 times higher in terms of va- adverse reactions than the flu shot. Now, the flu shot in itself, there's, it's proven, it's known. You go check out the book Vaccines and Autoimmunity on Amazon. 
just read the table of contents. And towards the end, I think, I don't know, it's chapter 32, 33, talks about the flu shot. Uh, actually, it could be a little bit further. I think maybe in the 20s. Um, it has direct links to autoimmune diseases. This is research that has been published. And lupus is one of those autoimmune diseases. Um, I don't remember if Parkinson's was on the list. Again, I haven't read all of the chapters, but lupus was definitely on that list. And people, I hear a lot of young women talking about how they have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, uh, Guillain-Barr syndrome, and these, these come from vaccines. These come from vaccines. Cancers, uh, leukemia in the 50s and 60s with the smallpox vaccine. This was the instigator of a rise in leukemia cases. So they'll tell you that it's this dangerous disease. And this is, this is where people fail to see the logic. Whereas why would you be willing to risk an autoimmune disorder or death? Or God only knows what else. I mean, children have been sacrificed on the altar of inoculations for decades. And we have seen the exponential rise of children with all sorts of, we'll just say, spectrum disorders, okay? Um, the gut, brain, biome, all of these things have been disrupted through this allopathic, right? The allopathic medicines cure for what they are telling you might ail you, that they're trying to save you from. But in turn, really, and this is what I learned as a healthcare worker, no one could ever take this away from me. In my over 20 years experience, I learned firsthand. Nobody who decided a year ago to all of a sudden take up the interest of epidemiology or virology or infectious diseases, all of these new experts, newbie experts, have absolutely nothing on 20 years face-to-face -face experience watching the healthcare system and its destructive forces and how. It is not truly representative of trying to help people. Quite the opposite. It's exploitative the system in every way now there are people within that system who do have in their hearts the desire to truly help and heal people those people are there but they find themselves caught up caught up I guess just I guess in any system you would find the same thing I'm sure the handful of people who really do want to make the change but unfortunately the systems and the motivations and the modus operandi and the drivers behind all of these things really is just above and beyond what their altruistic desires really can can change or affect. Um, so let's go back to the article. You know, people have been damaged for decades. Vaccines are a very hot subject. It's almost on par with religion and politics and sports at this point. 
the whole vaccine debate, but it's the media that paints people as, quote, conspiracy theorists or, quote, anti-vaxxers or, oh, these people are ignorant or these people are, are um, you know, crazy, uh, fringe, or extreme, and yet I'm a proud anti-vaxxer. And again, come at me. Anybody who wants to debate me, come at me. I have no problem at all. Um, because I'm armed with actual knowledge, okay? As opposed to bias. As opposed to uh, an inflated idea of my own ability to comprehend. I know my ability to comprehend and to see and to use scientific theory and to understand cause and effect you either have it or you don't and so for all these people who have decided to jump on the ship and become expert healthcare healthcare experts more power to you but you're all frauds just like your government overlord masters you're a bunch of frauds and you know what you guys should not have say you want to do your thing, you want to be, and, and, and that's the thing out here, that these motherfuckers are just, they're all for mandating these types of things, they're, they're for it, we have, I'm in New York, we have Congress people, we have state assembly people, they have the fucking audacity, and again, I'm turning off the television, I'm turning off the radio, I don't want to fucking hear it at this point, because when I do hear it, I'm telling you what I want from these people, what I want is the sky to rain red. I truly, truly do. And it's insane ignorance that allows this shit to go on. And they want to try to mandate this bullshit. And the media tells people that if you're an anti-vaxxer, well, you know, you're, you know, that movement, yeah, they're in the way. They're the enemy. And they're the most educated fucking people out there. When it comes to understand how, what a ruse that has been put over people under the guise of medicine for decades. And again, when people refuse to see the truth that's in front of them, a lot of people these days, that they don't want to see what's going on. They don't want to really believe that the government bamboozled them, hoodwinked them. People don't want to believe that. Why? Because... They don't want to ever have to think that they were stupid enough to be fooled in the first place. It comes from a place of arrogance. When people refuse to see, or they don't want to see the truth for what it is, because they've been believing the lie for so long, deep down inside, it's not just stupidity. It's not just ignorance. It is actual arrogance. Because who wants to believe, or who wants to admit to themselves that they've been fooled? Who wants to admit to themselves that they've been lied to? So they'd rather cling to the belief that they are, in effect, you know, they're heroes now. They want to believe that their actions have helped stem the tide of a dangerous worldwide global pandemic. They want to feel important. They want to feel like they are somebody. And so if they admit to themselves that they've been fooled by the politicians their whole lives... They're going to feel pretty fucking small. And most people don't want to have to admit that. They don't want to have to admit how small and powerless they truly are. So they'd rather just remain a slave and live in a delusion. It's just sad and tiresome. 
I'm going to get back to the article. But before I do, I'm just going to say that there are certain people here on this earth that are about beating the system. More power to you all. And at this point in time of our lives, it's going to be, it's going to just get harder and harder and harder. Because you know what? We're not going to be able to fly under the radar. Not at all. Not at all. Because the mainstream has declared us the enemy. And you know what? You know what? We're going to have to do something about that. We're going to have to make, make a change. So going back to the article, let me just review really quick. Because I, I didn't feel like going off, but you know what? This is my journal. And that's what I do. That's what I do here. I just, I'll read shit. I might want to share it with you. I might want to have a joke. Maybe I just want to talk to myself. Maybe I want to think that somebody understands and hears me. Maybe not. Maybe 10 years down the line in cyberspace, they'll hear my voice and they'll know who I am. Maybe not. Either way, it doesn't matter. I press record in the hopes that this message finds its place where it needs to be. All right, so everyone claiming otherwise that these vaccines, anyone who claims, getting back to that, that that's what set me off. That final sentence right here that everybody claiming that vaccines are not 100% safe, right? Um, it's not only wrongheaded, but acting in a deliberately malicious manner. Now we had a, um, I would say locally, was it in Pennsylvania? I don't think it was in New York. Uh... Illinois, some pharmacist who deliberately left a bunch of vials out overnight, supposedly, supposedly, right? And the, the man was arrested. This is what he's being accused of. He's a pharmacist. He's 46 year old, 46 years old. And uh, apparently he's being accused of leaving the vials out overnight in order to inactivate them. And then I don't know, supposedly some people got a couple of the shots, but it's not supposed to hurt them. And when I was listening to the news this morning, I, I think they threw him in the category of, quote, conspiracy theorist, you know, as the news usually does. But I'm going to see if I can find more information about that, because that man, if it is true that he deliberately, this is a pharmacist here, okay? And I, and I was thinking about this message earlier, if I was going to record a message. Pharmacists are extremely intelligent people, Okay. Uh, not many people could get through pharmacy school. I would say that their intellect can be even even higher than that of a physician. Seriously, pharmacy school is no fucking joke. And for a pharmacist, somebody with that level of intelligence, don't get me wrong, they make a lot of money. And when if you make a if you make a mistake as a licensed healthcare professional, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. What kind of mistake? But you make a mistake and you fuck somebody up. You know what? Sooner or later, you're going to find yourself being sued or the hospital being sued or whatever facility being sued as a pharmacist, as a nurse, as a doctor, as a surgeon, as a this, this and that. Just because it's just liability. You're dealing with people's lives. And, um, uh, you know, everybody except for the pharmaceutical companies note that. that they don't have any liability, but, the, the, you know, the hands-on people obviously do. So the pharmacists... Any healthcare professional who gets to the point of licensure works hard to do so. It's not an easy feat. 
You know, you grind, you study, you get good grades, you do your clinicals, you get, take more tests, you do more studying, and then you learn on the front lines. You learn, and, but every time you're out there, you get your license, you know that any day, any mistake, severe enough, can cost you your livelihood. So getting back to this pharmacist, and this man, this man put his license and, and livelihood on the line. So I find that curious. What did he know? What did he believe? Did he, does he really believe strongly that he was actually helping people by doing that? Or was, is this what the media is saying? So I might find out more information. Maybe anybody who's listening might have heard that too. But for a, quote, pharmacist to deliberately leave out those vials, if that is true, well, he must have felt pretty strongly about what was in those vials then to feel that maybe his moral obligation to denature those vials, because that's what he did. He killed the protein. That's what RNA and DNA are, a protein. At the end of the day, they're just protein building blocks. That's it. Um, so he left those vials out purposely to denature these proteins and degrade the product. And uh, he was willing to risk it all. So that's that's pretty wild in my mind, but... Again, I mean, maybe deep down inside, like, he really felt that a strong calling to do that, but can, he be, can it be said that he, this guy is a hero? I don't know. Maybe in some respects, I mean, he was willing to risk it all, but I mean, I don't know, 52 vials? It, it kind of seems dumb because, you know, like, that's just 52 vials. You know, I don't know. I'm not really sure about that. Alright, so let's get back to the article, because this shit is getting long. I might even be at 14 minutes. Oh, I'm at 16 minutes. How the fuck did I get to this part? Alright, alright, let me get this done, because I want to try to keep this under uh, 26 minutes. Um, so they talk about a commentary video posted by Double Lines, Jeffrey Gunlock, where he questions the sky-high efficacy numbers published after the Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech trials. Um, has Has a elicited such vehement repudiation, 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 sorry, big words, big words, and I'm a little tired. However, as new questions about efficacy and timing arise, independent journalist Alex Berenson, one of the most prominent skeptics of lockdowns and masks in the U.S., noted in a Twitter thread earlier on Tuesday that the percentage of patients experiencing severe or prevent potentially life-threatening reactions to the COVID-19 vaccines could be much higher than the data collected by the CDC are letting on. Absolutely. I'm sure. The CDC VAERS reporting system. Uh, I forgot what that stands for. It's VAERS. Was set up to track vaccine-related injury. Most patients can expect to experience some kind of adverse reaction. But for the vast majority of patients... Symptoms will be relatively mild and clear up within a couple of days. But amid a rush of reports about patient deaths, Berenson points out that the number of patients seeing serious complications per the number of doses distributed is roughly 50 times higher than the rate of adverse reactions caused by the flu vaccine. Uh, you know, this is not surprising. This, this should come as no surprise to anybody who's been listening to me or who has a clear enough mind to 
to question what's been going on since the beginning. We're almost at a year. I've been podcasting for over a year, and it's amazing. I never anticipated it would come down to this. This is never my intention to hit the record button and to be recording about a fake pandemic and economic collapse and fucking forced vaccinations and detentions and all the shit that's about to come. I never ever thought in my mind, never ever did I ever think that it would come down to this. Um, and it's just crazy to me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow this dude, Alex Berenson, because uh, if he's anti-lockdown and all that shit, well, you know what? Gotta follow the dude. Why not? Okay, so he writes, through December 22nd, fewer than 1 million doses of the COVID vaccine were given. Uh, I, I, as of the 19th, it was 272,000, but I don't know what he got. Um, I, he'd be a good guy to follow, because it seems like he's really following it closely. So it's always great to follow somebody who's following something closely, who kind of does the work for you. Because uh, I don't have time to be sifting through. I looked through the CDC's website over um, over the past weekend. And I couldn't find... I might have said this earlier already. I'm getting tired. Uh, but I couldn't find the updated... Um, the following week. Anything past the 19th. In terms of additional adverse reactions. And, uh, you know, I didn't really have time. I thought that I was going back to the original page. And I was looking for an update. And I was like, I don't know. I was just fishing around and not getting anywhere. So I was like, I don't got time for this. So I just kind of abandoned the search, but it seems like this dude's on, on point. So he says the reporting system, cdc.gov's vaccine injury reporting system, received 307 reports of ER visits and 17 life-threatening events. Huh. Fewer than 1 million doses per dose. That's roughly 50 times the rate of adverse events from the flu vaccine. In 2019 to 2020, about 175 million flu vaccine doses were given. Uh, 1,220 ER visits and 73 life-threatening events were reported. The data is on the CDC VAERS website. Um, caveats, caveats, physicians <laughs> may be more diligent about reporting COVID vaccine events since the vaccine is new. Interesting. That's true. Uh, And the data is theoretically updated through Friday, January 1st, which would be a match, which would be a much higher denominator. However, I believe it is correct to use December 22nd as the last date for COVID adverse events because I cannot find any later reports in the system. Brenson also speculated that this number might even be higher due to the possible delays in updating CDC's data sets. Yes, that's what I just said. Um, They don't seem to be updating it on a weekly basis. This would seemingly confirm rates of adverse reactions seen during clinical trials. What's more, clinical trials, generally speaking, tend to understate, of course they do, unpleasant or unwanted side effects. It's all a ruse, people. Most of modern medicine is just manipulated statistics. All right, please. And anybody who's listening to me, they get this. People who listen, they're like, they don't want to believe it. People don't want to believe this. It's hard. It's hard to accept. I understand. It's hard to accept when you realize that you're being lied to at every fucking turn. And then you realize it's just part of the culture. And then, then you think maybe it's just part of the world. But in this country... It is 
enmeshed. Deception is part of the fabric that they have weaved since the moment we were born. It's all about deception. It's all about deception. And and, and our culture bathes itself in deception. Um, it loves deception. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. When you think about it, it's everywhere. You can't go anywhere without some level of deception. Whether it be the healthcare fields... Whether it be you want to go buy a car, you want to buy a house, or you just want to work, or you want to go on a date, or you want to, you know, <laughs> this whole the fabric, it's all society weaves is deception. All right, so let's get back to the fucking article. I'm super tired. Um, yes. Yes, clinical trials. Yes, of course they're going to overstate their efficacy. Yes, we want it. Of course, why not? Why not? It's just how it's done. So, Alex Berenson continues on to say, the first COVID vaccine dose doses have mostly been given to healthy people in settings where problems can be quickly treated. These problems are occurring before the rollout to older, less healthy people and before the second dose which is known to be far more dangerous. So see, like, all these adverse reactions they're talking about here, and they're saying, okay, you know, you have to be prepared. Uh, They talked about the polyethylene glycol, that there's some people who may have serious reactions, like, be prepared. Now, (laughs) I mean, the last I heard, they were supposedly setting up, like, drive-through vaccine centers. (laughs) Just like they were doing with the testing. The swabs up the nose. People are driving up in their cars, waiting in their cars, and now they're gonna have drive-through vaccines. Like, what kind of like healthcare professional even like be down with something like that? Like, as a healthcare professional, like, really, <laughs> like, really, like, who would even think that that just makes any kind of fucking sense? I guess as much sense as the fucking testing center, right? Outside and in a parking lot, and 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 fucking healthcare, whoever it is, the test taker walking up to you wearing a tarp and a face shield and you're in your car and you're rolling down your window to get a swab up your nose in the middle of a parking lot. Like, how fucking unoriginal is that? That's just so ridiculous. And so, yeah, so what's the potential you're out there in a fucking parking lot? What's what's the potential for contamination of that swab? I mean, give me a break. And then these people, like I said, they have to anticipate problems with these vaccines, obviously. But here you go. You have, again, the media and the politicians pushing, well, we're going to have drive-through centers. Like, they're completely ignoring the data. These politicians are, that's what they're doing. They're completely ignoring the data. And so is the populace. And that's what fucking kills me because they'd rather listen to the news. They'd rather listen to the politicians than to see their own data they're just such lazy people are fucking lazy is what it is okay so and this merely confirms what the clinical trials showed in general though not always clinical trials tend to under yeah i said that already um the data here and fairly straightforward to query oh he has the the link here wonder.cdc the access wonder data wait i have to compile a page 
Okay, so you can go to one the vaccine adverse rea- event reporting system. Oh, I'd have to do a specific search. That's where I I came across last time, and I am not messing around with that right now. Okay, so meanwhile, the U.S., U.K., and Europe are all lagging behind vaccination targets, you think? While Russian President Vladimir Putin recently suggests that Russia might jump on the immunity passport bandwagon. That's that's another thing. Immunity passport. I mean, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Um... Oh, wow, they actually had him on Joe Rogan. Wow, I'm shocked, because Joe Rogan's usually a fucking shill. Um, yeah, don't get butt hurt. I'm not a big fan of Joe, but... Meanwhile, okay, so he recently sat for an interview with Joe Rogan. Wow, where the longtime journalist, who once worked for the New York Times, discussed other misconceptions about the science behind COVID-19 including questioning the U.S. death toll. Well, good for him. Um, I guess good. I might even, even listen. That might be the the first Joe Rogan podcast I might listen to aside from, I don't know, might be the first one I actually might be able to. I'm not, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Joe Rogan because <laughs> I'm a fan of MMA. And as a as a commentator, Joe Rogan is the most biased motherfucker when it comes to commentating fights. And in addition, I, I tried to listen to some of his uh, podcasts. Maybe I, I just listened to the wrong ones, but I just found that kind of spoke over. Or if if he wants something spoken, then certain a lot of a lot of hosts are like that. If they want a narrative, um, you know, they have their certain methods of steering the conversation within the podcast, and uh, you know, whatever, or, or bullying and and not letting the the guests speak when uh, the guests kind of uh, challenge their views. and It is what it is. Oprah, I'm sorry, uh, Joe Rogan is the Oprah Winfrey for men. That's basically what it comes down to. But, uh, <laughs> all right, I just wanted to read that article really quick. Um, you can check out the Vaccine Injury Reporting System website on the CDC. Check it out for yourself. Uh, maybe I'll check it out, but I'm pretty fucking tired. So it's January... January 5th, Tuesday, 2021, and uh, well, we'll see what happens. I know what I'm going to do, I know what I'm not going to do. The conversation gets wild, it gets lively with the vaccines, and you know what? Let somebody fucking try to tell me that they're going to force me to take something against my will. Let them. Let them. See, I'm not afraid. A lot of people in this world, they're bitch asses. They're fucking afraid, but you know what? I was born, I was born into this world fighting struggling i'm not fucking afraid of anybody so let them let them come let them come uh yeah whatever man it's just uh i i feel for these stupid sheep out here who just really they just don't know better i wish they would fucking wake up but i don't know i don't know if it's ever gonna happen but if you're awake and you listen and you've actually stayed through to the end i greatly appreciate it again this is just a podcast me chronicling the shit show slowly unfolding have a great night